Welcome to the second episode of Sports Bar Talk. I'm making myself laugh of how excited I am, but hey, I'm excited. I just had my first haircut since February, and I'm so pumped to be here. For those of you that are new to the podcast, my name is Alex Nairi, and I am a, about to be a sophomore sports broadcasting major at Westminster College in New Wilmington. Go Titans! And before I really dive into, because we have a lot of sports to talk about, a lot of sports happened this week, sports are coming back, I have, I just want to say, to those of you out there that listened to the first episode, two words, thank you, your support was <laughs> helped me out a lot, and I had a little difficulties getting the podcast on Apple, but it's out there, so if, you, if you're on Apple, be sure to like the podcast, subscribe, rate it five stars, leave a kind review. I always take those reviews very seriously. And, of course, we're also on Spotify and TuneIn Radio as well. Uh, we're going to jump right into these sports. And I also have a good food of the week for you this week. It's a pretty good one. You'll like it. It's an American-slash-Italian cl- classic. But let's get into the sports, and we have the first race, and we're going to start with horse racing. We have the first leg of the Triple Crown this week, and it's not the Kentucky Derby. Yes, we're heading to beautiful Elmont, New York, and beautiful Belmont Park for the Belmont Stakes. This will be a great race. Now, I know there's a lot of debate if a horse this year wins the Triple Crown because the races are so spread out. Will it count? Towards the Triple Crown. Well, it will always have an asterisk, but it's still the Triple Crown. We're, we've, we, we were deprived of a Triple Crown for 38 years, and then we got a second one two years ago. So, at this point, we need to make up for the Triple Crowns we have missed out on in horse racing. Now, typically, it's the Kentucky Derby in the first Saturday in May, followed by the Preakness Stakes two weeks later, and then a three weeks later, you have the Belmont Stakes. But this year, the Belmont is going first. This Saturday, June 20th, coverage starts at 3 o'clock on your local NBC station. And it's a pretty good race. Well, before we dive into the race, so the Kentucky Derby is actually the second leg, the leg of the Triple Crown this year. This It'll be the first Saturday in September. Uh, the broadcast, I will assume, would be on NBC. I think Notre Dame actually had a game in Dublin, It was so it's actually a road game, so there won't be no conflicts there. And uh, then the Preakness will be sometime in October. I don't have the exact date in front of me. but So we're going to dive into the Belmont Stakes because I have a lot of other sports to talk about. Let's dive into the race. I'll give you my picks for the race. I'm going to dive into the field. I'll give you their morning line odds. And so I'll give you my perspective so you know who to bet for the race. So we'll start. They drew the posts yesterday. And the first horse drawn will break from the inside is Tap It to Win. With trainer Marcassi. It's a Florida bred. Trained by Canadian Marcassi. And well I think he's from Canada. I know he's from Kentucky. But he trains a lot of his. He sends a lot, a lot of his horses up to Woodbine. But it's Marcassi. One of the best turf trainers right now. Jockey is John Velasquez. He's a mainstay on the Naira circuit. He's a Hall of Famer for good reason. And people think he's got a chance. Uh, David Aragona the morning line odds maker at Naira which is the New York Racing Association. They put on the Belmont Stakes every year, put them at 6-1. to one. So it's going to be tough, but breaking from the inside now, it's also important to mention the Belmont Stakes this year. It's going to be run at one turn, and it's going to be a mile and an eighth instead of the mile, the typical mile and a quarter two-turn race. Uh, breaking from post number two will be Sol Volante, 
You've got, this is a Florida, Kentucky bred, but based mainly in Florida. Races at Gulfstream Park. The trainer is Pappy and Cone, who runs a lot of his horses there. And a Florida Southern, Florida-based jockey, Luca Panichi, is aboard. And a lot of people think this horse can do it. I just don't see it. A lot of those Gulfstream horses don't, they'll do, they do okay when they come up, but. Gulfstream is this is this horse's track, and this the track differ is so different compared to Belmont Park. Number three, we have another Kentucky bred. This is Max Player, and trainer Linda Rice looking to become the first female trainer to win a Belmont Stakes, and she's been a Naira mainstay for a while, and she's got a pretty good jockey who's won two Belmont Stakes as well in Joel Rosario. Now, Joel is a pretty good jockey, so I think this horse might get bet. They'll see that this jockey has won the race twice before. Uh, we'll see. 15-1, uh, to 1, I don't know. And we have another Kentucky bred breaking from post number 4, also at 15-1 to 1 odds on the morning line. Modernist. Trained by Bill Mott. He's looking for a Belmont. I think he has a Belmont stakes already. I'm not real sure. I'll have to check that. And the jockey is Junior Alvarado. He's been a Naira mainstay in the past couple years, so we'll see what he can do. It's a 15 to one morning line, so I don't I don't see where this horse. I don't know if it's gonna have a chance. Next, we'll move to the five. Another Kentucky bred Farmington Road, trained by Todd Pletcher, one of the best trainers on the Naira circuit right now, has been for a while, and his jockey will be Javier Castellano, another rate Hall of Famer Naira mainstay. In the spring and summertime. But this horse is also at 15 to 1 odds. I don't know. We'll see. He, he, you always can't ever count out Javier Castellano and Todd Pletcher. Next up, the six horse is four left. Trained by Doug O'Neill. He's won the Kentucky Derby a couple times. Never won a Belmont Stakes, though. Interesting to see. And he gets Jose Ortiz who has won this race before and is one of the top jockeys. Him and his brother Irad have bursted onto the scene. We'll get to Irad in a second because he has a horse that's more live than this one. Four left is 30-1 to one odds on the morning line, but Jose and his brother Irad, one of the top jockeys on the circuit, they always somehow find a way to take the beat titles for top rider at on the New York circuit. The seven is Jungle Runner, also a Kentucky bred, so a lot of Kentucky breds in here. Steve Asmussen trains. This is actually one of two horses Steve Asmussen has in this race. 50 to 1 odds. And this is a Florida-based runner because I can tell. Ray Lou Gutierrez is the jockey. He used to ride at Gulfstream. Now he's a New York mainstay, mainly in the wintertime at Aqueduct. And he's one of the top jockeys in the wintertime because most of the uh, Naira jockeys in the spring and summertime, especially the top ones, they go down to Florida for the winter. Now we get to our post-time, our morning line favorite will most likely be the post-time favorite. Tis the Law, New York bred, Barkley Tag trains, one of the hardest working trainers I know in the business. And Manuel Franco, otherwise known as Manny, will be the rider. This would be big for Manny because he's just, he's gone, he is a Naira rider through and through. Stays there all year round, Aqueduct, Belmont, Saratoga, he's there. This would be a breakthrough. For him, if he could do get this, if he could get this elusive Belmont Stakes win, and I think if he doesn't get it, he'll get it at some point in his career. He's got a lot of years ahead of him. He's a young talent. Number nine. This is going to be my pick for the race. Doctor Post, a Kentucky bred. Todd Pletcher is the trainer. Five to one morning line odds, and you get Irad Ortiz Jr., who I mentioned, 
his brother Jose about two minutes ago. This is going to be a tremendous horse. 5-1 to one on the morning line odds. You, this, this will most likely be my pick come race day. I don't know if I'll bet on it. I'm not 21. You have to be 21 in Pennsylvania to bet on horse racing. So I probably I will not bet the race. I could say that with a certain because I know I have some people who listen to this and never want me to bet. But continuing our conversation, let's get to the 10 horse. Numantic. 8-1 to one morning line odds. Steve Asmussen is trainer and Ricardo Santander Jr. Now, I'm a little late on time. I have to get to the other topics, but my pick will definitely be Dr. Post. Alright, to our next sporting event. We have the English Premier League. That officially came back yesterday. and The season kicked off yesterday. We had it two matches yesterday. Aston Villa took on Sheffield United. And that game ended in a tie, but there was a goal controversy at about halftime. Aston Villa should have scored. The ball was clearly over the line. The ref didn't call it a goal. And then Manchester City. They beat Arsenal 3-0. And typical City just dominating. They attacked. And just typical Man City. So tomorrow we have two matches. Both games will be on NBC Sports Network. Channel 220 on DirecTV. Norwich City takes on Southampton, and then Tottenham Hotspur takes on Manchester United at 3.15. And then there's a weekend schedule as well. I'm not going to dive into every game on the slate because we're kind of pressed for time. Moving on to UFC, and I know a lot of people were thrilled with my knowledge of the UFC and talking about Fight Island. We now know a lot of those cards, the prelims have been released for that big UFC 251 card, but I'm not going to talk about the prelims. Because we have some bangers in terms of cards. First off, July 18th. I know there's the July 15th card, but I don't have it in front of me. I'm just going to name the main events and the co-main event. We have the flyweight title. Now, the flyweight title is pretty interesting. I don't know if I went over this, but... Davison Figueredo and Joseph Benavidez fought. Were supposed to fight for the flyweight belt back end of February. Now this was before COVID took off and whatnot. And so Benavidez Figueredo actually missed weight. So the night, the day before the fight. So the fight ended up being if Benavidez won the fight, he'd win the title. If Figueredo won, the title would still be vacant. Figueredo ended up winning the fight, and Dana basically said a week later. We're going to have these two run it back, and it'll be for the belt. So essentially, this fight is for the belt. It's a title fight. It's one versus two on the flyweight rankings. It'll be a good card. That's July 18th, Saturday. That's Saturday, July 18th. The co-main event's a pretty good one, too. You have Jack Hermanson versus Kelvin Gastelum. That'll be a fun fight at middleweight. And then Mark Diacassi versus Rafael Fizev at lightweight. And then, so those are the fights on that card. There's two other fights, but I won't dive into those right now. Let's see, those are prelims for that same card. Let me get the other card I had up here that I wanted to talk about. July 25th. This will be the final card on Fight Island, we think. This will be a good one. No time is announced yet, but this is Saturday, July 25th. You're going to have the main event at middleweight. The winner of this will probably face Israel Adesanya next. Robert Whitaker taking on the British boy, Darren Till. Oh my, that 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 just sounds like a fight that's not going to go the distance. There's going to be a knockout in that fight somehow. And then the co-main event. And if you have been a fan of the UFC since day one, 
we're talking about the old UFC days. You will know these two names, and this fight will get you pumped. Mauricio Shogun Hua takes on Antonio Rogero Nogueira. This are these are two Brazilians that are light heavyweights. They're gonna, they will stand and bang. I I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the distance, but there could be a big knockout. It they fought before. I don't know who won. I'm looking at the Twitter replies. It's over. It's over a decade late, but hey, we'll take it. And then. Another fight I want to mention at heavyweight. Now, the old UFC junkies, they'll like this one too. Fabricio Verdum fights Alexander Gustafsson, who Gustafsson shockingly announced his retirement back in 2019 after lo- after his fight. I forget who he fought. but So this is an over-the-year retirement, and he's back. He wants to fight on Fight Island. He'll fight on that main card. So... And one more sporting thing before we get into the food of the week. Uh, our New York sports correspondent will still go on this year without fans. And it sounds like the U.S. Open is going to use electronic line calling and have fewer ball people at the event. And also, I heard a lot of Europeans are a little hesitant, but one big name after seeing the safety stuff, Will has the, is determined to show up, and that is the world number one, Novak Djokovic. So, that's all the sports I have to cover today. So, let's get into our food of the week. And I mentioned this was an American slash Italian classic. And I'm talking about when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's right. We're talking about pizza. Oh, my God. Fresh dough. Cheese. Whatever topping you like, I'd prefer ham on my pizza. You can judge me all you want, but I'm sticking with ham. El jamon. Ham on my pizza. Now, place. Now I also am a big chicken ranch pizza type of guy or a white pizza type of guy. Pizza's amazing. It's one of those foods where you can just have it and you've got your meals for the weekend. You can have like two slices, save the rest. You have your meals the week for the whole weekend. Lunch and dinner, Saturday and Sunday. You're set. Some places I love pizza. I love this place called Tommy's Pizza in Gettysburg. According to some article on Facebook that I read a year ago, I don't remember the source. They were voted best pizza in Pennsylvania. I don't know how, but they got it. I love Tommy's. They got some good pizza. And they have some pretty good onion fries too. Another place I like pizza. Back at my college, there's a place called Pizza Joe's. Really good. I don't know who Joe is, but he makes good pizza. (laughs) I made myself laugh on that one. Uh, And New York. There are a ton of good places in New York City, but I like the classic, iconic, Ray's Pizza. The white pizza slice is absolutely amazing. It is flattering how amazing it is it's like a first kiss man now i've never, but i know how good pizza when i see it and when i taste it i'm trying to think any other pizza places i have loved over the years well la bella italia's got a pretty good new york style that's also in gettysburg new york style white pizza and that's a good place as well, the other place I like is up in Mechanicsburg. It's Owls of Hampton. 
This is called a pizza brewery. So they have a brewery and pizza all in one. It's amazing. The pizza is phenomenal. The wings are phenomenal. But we'll talk about wings on a future episode of this podcast. The food is just amazing. Alright. I have ran two minutes over time. So we're going to wrap this up. I forgot to make you all drum roll for pizza. But in closing, I want to thank all y'all that are still here listening to this podcast. That you've made it through the whole 15 minutes. And I didn't bore you. Uh, You can get in touch with my production crew, which is my mother. And if you want to talk about alcohol, you can reach out to my dad as well. Because I don't drink. And if you're listening on Apple, and I guess this would also apply to Spotify and TuneIn as well. Be sure to like, subscribe, and give it a five-star review. And I, I take those reviews seriously. I genuinely do. But with all that being said... I will see you all next time on Sports Bar Talk, where, hey, we got the best seat in the house!